Attention, film school students. Here are a few announcements. Item one. Can I make any smart-ass remarks in this opening? Item two. I don't want to make any dad jokes. Care to know why? Item three. I'm afraid it will bomb. Oh, and item four. If anyone can find the film school janitors on their lunch break, tell them it's time to review Oppenheimer. The Barbenheimer duology is finally little story about a trio of janitors might have heard they worked at a well-known film school they picked up a few things other than trash they might hate your movie or if drum think it's cool every now and then they get together for a lunch break trash talks a movie or tv or streaming rodney and jason and sean they clean hogs if you listen close you can hear kids screaming all right so we've boom got- <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, me and ronnie doing oppenheimer jay I don't think we would have even on streaming. I don't think we would get him to do three hours. It's uh, it's a commitment, dude. And we like it's three hours of talking. It is. It, it is. It's done in a way that I thought when you hear what the premise is like. How can you make a three-hour movie about the guy who made the atomic bomb? Mm-hmm. But the way that they film it, the the two halves basically what fission and fusion, mm-hmm. and they're kind of going. They jump back and forth. It's through his time. story and Strauss's story. Yeah, fission so, and fusion. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s character mm-hmm. and Killian Murphy's uh, Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And they're bouncing back and forth between time periods, you know, ones in black and white, ones in color. So it's basically the way to keep it interesting is not to do it linearly. Yeah. It's just jump, 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 jump. Yeah, so you don't get bored. Just I found you know a lot more about it, so we'll get to your stuff. But I, what I found fascinating about it was hearing different names like Niels Bohr and oh, uh, Heisenberg, Keller, and it's like all these. Stuff, and I'm like, or is it Keller? Keller? Yeah, yeah. I've heard like I heard of these guys. I had no yeah. idea who they were, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like the, I looked up Heisenberg when Breaking Bad was a thing. I'm like, yeah. He had to pull that name from somewhere. So I knew it from Breaking Bad, yep. but I didn't like no, no. Right. So, yeah. Now I have more of a connection yeah. to it, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I knew the name because of the TV show. So <laughs> I thought that was uh, interest. That was like an interesting thing for <laughs> me. Um, I was, uh, the other last thing I would say for it is I think him advertising is like, oh, we use no special, like no CGI. <laughs> it's, it's, I think I saw memes that says, uh, what's the director's name? I'm blanking out right now. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, no CGI. Actually, lets off atomic bomb. Right. <laughs> That's a, so what are, you, what are you trying to say there? Yeah, right I know. It, there is no real, like they're showing footage uh, of probably like those like lava lampish type things where they're doing it, where you're seeing the implosions and the spiral. So it's all these practical effects like they would have done back in the day, which yeah. I give I give credit for that. But don't say, you know, he's, some people are saying online, like, he's making it seem like the visual effects didn't affect, you know, didn't get made. Like, give them credit. Go, hey, we had a great visual no, artist he, made, he almost made it feel like he set off a real bomb. Right, but right. That's what he, when he did the interviews and shit, you felt like, did he set off a real fucking bomb? But they really don't even show much of anything. It's like it the white a, light. It's a miniature bomb, right? It's a miniature explosion thing that made it look big. I, th- I think I saw something where they, the effects team kind of did like a, you know, like a smaller... Can pro- yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure that's what they yeah. did, and most yeah. of it too is all like the reaction shots of everybody. So mm. they're just flashing bright white lights. So they kind yeah. of just because they kept the budget to 100 million. Also, with mm. a lot of big Super actors, impressive nowadays, right? And it's good you can do that, and it's been breaking bank. What is the second highest rated R grossing R rated film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. only because of Barbie. Yeah, I don't think yeah. if it went up, if that Barbenheimer thing did not happen, this movie was not going to make that money. I think, I think they helped each other out, but I think Barbie. Got the bigger thing for him, but I think Barbie would have did good regardless. But I do, th- yeah, I, I would agree. Barbie did well, and I think it was going to do well regardless, and I think it would have reached where it reached, but it kind of like lifted each other up in a weird way. But it Barbie, was. Barbie did a little more of the lifting. Yes. If that was, that, that, that makes it's sense. It's like those, uh, they have those new toy, or you see it a lot for engineering things like tables where mm. it's that 
the chains yeah. where there's like the hook under yeah. the one chain, but then there's chain. So it looks like it's floating, yeah. but it's the four. Yeah. And that's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Barbie was for sure doing, doing the balloon. Yeah. But if you didn't have that little fire underneath, that balloon wasn't going to Barbie. Go as high. I think Barbie. I think you, you had. I'll be honest. I think you had a lot of guys go see Barbie. They probably wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a lot of females go see Oppenheimer. That, Probably wouldn't have seen Oppenheimer if it wasn't for Barbie. Yep. But I think it's like, yeah, I think the, the Barbie definitely took that and did some lifting there. But then now uh, um, Oppenheimer won uh, the four-day movie thing, I mean, four-dollar movie thing. Oppenheimer oh. was the number one movie that weekend. Yeah. Well, people, that's when you saw it. That's that's exactly what I saw because people were probably like, fuck, three dollars, three hours, but I spent four bucks or whatever. Right. So it was actually three dollars and a dollar for the processing or whatever fee yeah, yeah. charge. So it was four bucks. I'm like, I like to kill him. I'm like, fuck, this is the first time I've had time in like, Three weeks or f- a month, and I was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch it." She's. Like, I think sure? how you, I think how you saw it for three dollars oh. too is yeah. it's twenty five percent off. So even on four dollar movie day, they probably just in their system was mm. oh twenty five percent off. So it was a three dollar ticket with your dollar fee. That's what for, it was. Well, I was like, oh, you know what?" But still, three hours is a big chunk of your day, mm-hmm. like anybody's day. Just to sit, take, just to sit and give three hours of your time. Like, I, I got I got a very busy life. I'm sure people have way busier lives than I do. Right. But you have to ignore what's going on in your life for three hours. That means three kids. That means school. That means work. That means wife. That means, like, it's a lot of shit that you could just... There's 24 hours in a day. You sleep for eight. You give three away. You got you to gotta eat, shower, Well, the goal call. is, yeah, eight work, eight sleep, yeah. eight entertainment. That's ideally what you're supposed to yeah, be Yeah, well, you got three, three kids in school. That's not even a thing. No, I know. And then you take that three hours and you go, all right, it's going to show me... It's going to show me 50 minutes of fucking pre-shit. I don't even care to see... And it's going to do the outro, and you're, so you got to give, give them three and a half hours of this movie, yeah. and that's a big chunk of your day. Well, to, to me, the, the reason I like going to the show still is it's the only time I watch a movie uninterrupted. If I watched this at home, it would have taken me six hours, because yeah, yeah, I would have been pausing it, fucking around, looking at my phone, especially to look up, oh, who's this person? Oh, who's this person? So you interrupt yourself. I interrupt myself <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Everything, I watched uh, this old movie, The First Power, um, with mm-hmm. Lou Diamond Phillips, mm-hmm. Just because there's a that how did this get made podcast is doing yeah. that, but I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll watch it. I'll put it's. I swear to God, I was like an hour and a half movie. And it took me like three hours to watch because I just kept looking up stuff. Well, and it's not even looking up shit for the movie. Just I'll pause. Oh, let's play solitaire. Why am I playing solitaire right now? Why? Because because they trained our brains. Phone. We can't like our brains. Right. Fifteen minutes. We got to move on to the next thing. Which is it's funny. Let's transition on that. So Oppenheimer had the same issue. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stay on focus of one thing ever. And I think that's when the movie starts off with like whether it's relationships. Whether it's learning a new language, whether it's focus on studies, um, he's he was known to not stay on point with anything that's consistent. He was almost scared of consistency and staying with things. Where his brain got bored and he moved on to the next thing. But it could have been like you know at that time ADHD you didn't have your yeah you didn't have your ADHD you know your hyperlexia where mm. you just can hyper focus and study and learn something so innately and then just move on. So, I mean, it, the, the, we don't have those. He learned Dutch in six weeks or mm-hmm, whatever. Just to give a speech, but, which was a funny scene. But that was that was funny. It's which When you get to learn his personality, six weeks is just long enough for him to care about something and then move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. And we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to learn that actually that's bad in a lot of ways and good in a lot of ways, too, because he hurt some people, too, right? Uh, where he sort of he cared about them. They were good sides, side fling for him. Mm-hmm. And it was good for his, like, intermittent, inter- intermittent like, Going and caring about them, spending time with her, and he go do another thing. Well, what's her name? Was her, what was her name in the movie? Uh, Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. I don't know. But she would she would, she cared about him a lot deeper than he cared about her. We we'll call, we'll call her Christopher Nolan's first Christopher. naked actress yeah. in the movie. But I think it was they wanted to show like that. There wasn't. I read early reviews like there was no point in showing her naked. Blah blah. blah. 
I think you had to show that sexual attraction and attraction to them. First of all, seeing a scientist in a sexual scene, like, no way, that doesn't exist. That's not a right. thing. Yeah, him having scientists Emily don't Blunt have and Florence Pugh. Right, right. What? Scientists don't have penises. What are you talking about? But to let them know, like, they, yeah, they do the things we do. He thought like we did. He got bored like we did. He was a womanizer. Right. He was a big womanizer, and I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't even say it like that. But he got bored quick. He got yeah, bored it very, very like, quick. It would seem like, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm extrapolating it based mm. on the movie, but, like, he wasn't necessarily the pursuant, but he was the pursued and went, okay. Because it's yeah. going to seem more like, yeah. because he was such a great mind, everybody was drawn to him. That's why they called him the great improviser, because... He would just come into a situation with whatever knowledge he had. He liked well, learning new was, things, yeah. getting into involved into mm. it, knowing everything about it, and then like, yeah, just I got this piece figured out. Mm. Okay, let's just move on to something else. There's a rumor too. You know that girl? Uh, there's a scene later on. He's sitting, leaning, and they're having this like party or whatever. He's oh. talking to that one girl. Yeah. They didn't get into that, but there's rumor he was sleeping with her yes, too. Yes, yeah, the wife of the one. Yeah, person. so he was a. Uh, Oppenheimer has a biggie, some busy scientist penis going on there. Well, they said uh, Einstein had affairs and shit. Like, how, yeah, is yeah. it just because of their brains? Or just they, I don't know. What, but I mean, they need something not to think about. It's a shit, need, right? yeah. It's just a, I, to them, it's a physical need. So it's not like, yeah. Uh, yeah. like I'm gonna get my, I gotta get bust a nut. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I just gotta it's, bust a nut. Yeah. That woman will do. What, what is she? It's they, I, I think they're so elevated. There's just, a scene in the movie that says you just needed to have sex. Oh, did this? I can't say you say. Uh, what was it? Oh, I need to. Oh, you just needed sex, baby. Or something, maybe it was something else I was watching about a scientist. <laughs> and he saw how he stressed out and couldn't get stuff done. And he's always, she's like, I think that was, no, that was from the scene of the porno that uh, Paul Rubens watched when he got busted. <laughs> That's no, definitely not what I no. But I remember the other lady going, You just need sex, baby, to get your mind off shit. But it's like, but I think it's the first time I've ever seen a scientist have sex in. Like, I've never, they always, well, move away from I mean, that a movie. realistic scientist. scientist well, of course, they're human. It, you know, <laughs> but I, I, mean, think, no, I mean, like in movies like The Abyss, all these science, like, they're always no, sexy yes, scientists yes, in yes. deep blue sea. They're yes. all fucking each other because. And I'm that, sure what's his name? Who's our who's our modern day popular scientist now? I'm sure he gets all the booty. Um, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, uh, stars scientist. He's not a scientist. He did Cosmos. Oh 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 oh. Uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, Neil deGrasse he Tyson. He had an affair. He did have an affair. Yeah, well, there did. actually was like maybe a sexual assault thing or something allegedly. There, there was. It was dropped because they showed his hand in a picture of around the girl, and she was all over him. And some stuff came out. Ooh, I don't mean. Well, I guess I brought that up. But I'm sure he's a very sexual active. Hey, that's, again, I think you're. Deviant. It's a. It's, it's positions of power, right? Absolute mm-hmm. power corrupts mm-hmm. absolutely. So. You get kind of thrust. They're celebrities, and in you probably realms. think you're always the smartest person in the room. So that's that. Too, yeah, look, right? at, like you're going back. I always bring up Lion King. I don't know, but like Lion <laughs> King, that whole world of people. Remember that one dude who had his like. You compound. did you transition to Lion King from sex talk? No, but no, because I'm saying the world. If you're the boss of your world, if you're yes. the leading expert, look at that one guy that had the sex cult. That yes. bigger guy that had the other the, uh, the rival lion, tiger place. From the Lion Remember there was there were three people. There's a sex call in the Lion King. Yeah. What are you no, not about? the Lion King. <laughs> tiger what King. Are you, oh, Tiger King. Did I say you Tiger? Said you did. I you said, Lion, said King? Lion King. You know, I'm just like, what kind of transition is this okay. for Lion King? <laughs> Nala and him. There's a sex when call. When Simba and Nala had King. sex, it was pretty hot. <laughs> There's a sex call in no, the Lion King. King. No, Tiger King. Woo! I thought I missed something, boy. <laughs> Disney just hiding shit. We're all good. I don't know about. But you remember that guy, right? Yes. The guy yes, that had, I like, do. So yes. like, there's now my brain is where it needs to be. Yes. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, whatever your realm is, if you are the leader of that realm, mm. you know, like these, you know, you have it with all these. Whatever group, would you yeah. just say whatever group and not even blank anybody? That's absolute power. Yeah, Carol Baskin was trying to come in and ruin his kingdom. So, yeah. <laughs> the other guy, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, th- that's what I think this is yeah. is, you know, your Einsteins, your Neil deGrasse Tyson, your Oppenheimer, they're just, 
in a position of authority, and it, they're, 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 they're a I'm son. I'm just a lonely sales, Sue sells in. Yeah, well, uh, he's the one. He was the smart one. He goes, true power lies in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And there's actually another podcast coming out talking about mm, Lou Wasserman. Is that his name? The guy who basically ran Hollywood. Through well, that's like how Cobra 50. Commander looked at it when, <laughs> when Sapentor took over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've been, they've been, that's been taught to us since we were little kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, but Strauss, that's what he kind of said. You know, like, I don't want to be the known person, but he's the one putting all the pawns and the pieces. And the, That's the, when the one guy, the one reporter, or not his, his publicist. His assistant. His publicist. And realized Han that Solo. he was controlling all that other way. And he, then he felt like, wow, you manipulated me too. Mm-hmm. And he was like, fuck, helping you. Yeah, whatever. You get whatever you deserve after yep. this. So we're bouncing around the movie. So how does it start? I can't remember. It's the trial of Strauss. He wants to be on the cabinet, which seems like a weird, like, oh, that's his dream to be on the cabinet? Okay. Well, he's um, just a lonely shoe salesman. Yeah. And then uh, Oppenheimer, we're just kind of seeing him just mm. from youth and just how his, he was, it wasn't like a beautiful mind. He wasn't mm. kind of like no. outward, odd, servant mm. type person, but he was definitely respected and do- dove into mm. whatever he wanted to learn. This is all pre-war. So he's going to Germany and stuff and dealing with other Jewish guy, dealing with other yeah, I guess Jewish scientists. Uh, what, was he, what was he focusing on? Uh, physicist? Uh, phys- um Quantum physics. Quantum, he invented and he, Europe, well, he, they, Europe. It became big over there first. Mm-hmm. He went over there and learned it and brought it over here. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was going over there learning and yep, doing. That was yeah. his big thing. And he had only one student in the class at first, then it became yeah. bigger. Well, he was excited about it. I love that. Like being excited for that one student, not caring, just getting up there and starting to write. Like I have, I, I don't know, like what Big Bang Theory does, but I had lots of Sheldon mm-hmm. flashbacks with like watching Oppenheimer. I guess I know you hate the show, but it made me think. No, I don't like, hate it. I don't think it deserves all the love that it got, but it's fun. I mean, I've seen enough things where I'm like, oh, it's entertaining. But, yeah. But there's also scenes where it's like these aren't jokes; they're just saying things. Yeah, they just say things. Yeah, this guy they put a laugh track. That's true. Yeah, they're just having. But to but you, there are clever things. To you, that be just people having conversations. But people that are outside of that dorky realm, and probably maybe it's a joke or comedy. I don't know. But also, um, yeah, they're having a, a thank for Strauss. So he's talking about uh, does Oppenheimer make him look like a dumbass? There is that later in the movie. Um, it's a little bit later that all the other scientists basically turn okay. against him and bring against up the Strauss, fact, right? Yeah, because yeah. the whole Los Alamos mm-hmm. was built because of all those people wanted to work with Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. That's again his celebrity in that era and that time in the world of science. And all along, Strauss knew he was setting him up to be the sacrificial lamb too. He knew he could get the job done, but he's yes. going to throw him to the wolves. Yes, yeah, and. Basically, it's the simple, like, the story is pretty straightforward of him assembling his team to get to there. The one other scientist, Keller, who Lawrence, was... Lawrence, no, or Lawrence also, um, the engineer that helped him. Yeah, the guy that was played by Benny Safdie, the guy who directed Uncut Gems. Who, who, that's Keller. I think that's Keller. Who, was, he, who played He was Lawrence. one who was saying, wanted to be, uh, H, he was the one who wanted to do the hydrogen bomb. He's doing hydrogen bomb. bomb, but that's that's one thing, too. Like, oh, oh, Crumholtz. Crum, uh, Lawrence Crumholtz, is that... No, 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 the actor's... Uh, Good looking guy. <laughs> oh wait, uh, which guy? Are you with the great hair. His buddy next. They had rooms next to each other. He brought him onto the school at Berkeley or whatever. Uh, he was the engineer. He goes, "You're a theor- you're a theorist." Uh, he goes, "You're th- theoretical." Oh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. He oh, goes, "I'm the one that makes it come to life." You come up with the ideas. Yeah, because he's making a make collider. It come to life. Yeah, he goes, "I make it come to life." You come up with the ideas. So we kind of need each other. And I liked how they were like. They kind of showed they were two different frames of thought. But they were like best friends, mm-hmm. right? He was like, you can tell one was, I guess you call it left wing or right wing nowadays. Hartness Care was definitely right wing. What his name was definitely left wing, especially with a circle and everything mm-hmm. like that too. But the more and more you got, the more and more interviews I saw in Oppenheimer, he was kind of down the middle on a lot of things. And I think they made it, they made him want to, they made, they wanted him to look like 
He was far left on a lot of things, even though his all both his girlfriends are both communist card carrying, which is I didn't think that was a real thing. When people say, Are you a card carrying communist? I'm like, is that just a term people use? I guess it was a real thing where you got Back you then. send like fifteen dollars in and somebody sent you a communist card. First of all, I don't know if I would have did No, I don't want proof. Get that shit away from uh-huh. me. You know, can I just can I give you just fifteen bucks we call it a day? But you know, it's like but you've heard that, like I didn't know that term yeah. was kind of probably well, based that's where on the, that. that stopped with uh, McCarthyism. Okay. With him. Doing the witch hunts and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, so they think that like this communist thing's happening in the United States where people want to go. Hey, we we like where Russia's going. Uh, maybe we're more socialist in a lot of ways. We all looked out for each other. So you had these all all these little side. Well, they didn't even parties. bring. They even brought that up that they're like communism and socialism is not interchangeable. Mm-hmm. They're t- like two different types of you know thought. Fascism, mm-hmm. communism, socialism are all completely mm-hmm. different. You know, and they t- that's what he like. He goes, yeah, I think that way. They go, what do you think about it? He goes, no, I don't think that way. And you can see, like, at the end when they're interviewing him, they're trying to figure out his mindset. And they want to trap him to the far communist uh-huh. left or whatever you want to call it or whatever. And they're like, well, he doesn't. He goes, well, I just, and I watch interviews. He goes, I just think the way I think. And I, yes, I think this should be a thing. I think that should be a thing. But you're telling me I'm a, I'm a communist party member just because I think those two things. And I'm just thinking those two things. I think that's a Good human thing. To, a human thing to think. But you're telling me I'm a communist for thinking that way. And I think I'm just a middle right. ground human being. Like and I watched some interviews of him later. Dude, his soul. Like you, have you seen interviews with him? I watched a couple. There's like two on the internet, and a couple. I made it sound like twenty. Um, but like his, like he's like he stares down during the interviews and his. So Kelly and Murphy did a good job. Capturing he did. Him. Dude, his it looked like after whatever happened, and he had that that weight of all those deaths on him. It just took. Well, knowing everything. what he brought the world to, like it was he, meant to be the thing that stopped the war, brought yeah. the boys home. Yeah. But then the war with Germany. Well, that's how ended. what's his name sold it. He goes, he goes, you're gonna sell, you're gonna save millions of Americans and millions of them because it's gonna be on the ground war, and you're you're gonna kill a few hundred, th- a few thousands. They told him. Right. But you're gonna save millions, and he's like, okay, well, we'll do this for Germany. It would go against Germany. They're killing Jews. Because Germany's Jewish. gonna do it first I, if we don't do right, it. Right. And that's when he the Heisenberg thing, and mm-hmm. find out what's going on over there. So it's come to find out later, Heisenberg said he admittedly kept fucking up on how to make the bomb just to postpone it all so other people can get it made before him. He got a pass on a lot of shit later. Like, people were like, I guess he's not like, they found out later he's not as bad guy as he like. He's like, they're like, well, he was a Jewish Hitler. guy. They're like, Hitler's like, I need somebody to start making this. He was like, I'll do it because he knew he can keep fucking it up because if somebody else were to take over that plan or that program, they probably would have made it before mm-hmm. anything. But he's like, I'll do it. And he just, Kept delaying. I can't get it done, or this is far behind, or that, because they had a two-year jump on us. Yeah, I think in the movie they say eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. So they always a year, and he goes, "Oh, eighteen months." Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the That's what I'm talking yeah, about. No, no, no. The interviews uh, you were going to say. He just he looks like somebody that cares a weight of somebody that killed a few hundred thousand people. It's just like his soul. Just like when he's talking, he's looking at the ground, and like at this point too, he dies of a uh, cancer. I think it's lung cancer. Okay. Uh, he died of lung cancer at like sixty-seven years old. At 65, he knew he had it, but he kind of just disappeared a little bit after 65 and kind of wanted to be in his own little thing and kind of die. But, like, towards the end of his life, he thought he got everything he deserved. Like, he wanted to like he wanted to die. He didn't want to look for cures for cancer. He wanted to go through the interview process at the end of the movie because he thought his wife was like, why aren't you fighting? Fight. You're just letting them come at you. Right. And he's like, I, well, I they, deserve this. He knows it's like uh, they're telling him, like, oh, this is just, uh, you know, a fake yeah. Court basically to trap you in something because there's no take his, judge. Uh, there's no, yeah. you know, there's no uh, tr- jury of your peers. This is just them basically. They already had their mind made up. Kind of doing an illegal questioning, really, in a way, but he didn't care. He just. Well, they're going to take his um, the card he fought so hard at um, uh, Matthew Bo- Matt Bourne. 
Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon uh, got him that card, that clearance card, so he can start getting people together and talking to all sides and save on time. That's why he really wanted to do yeah. that. And then they sit him down for that question, and then just to take that from him, because uh, to prove he was this or prove he was that, and then that's when Strauss tried to make Strauss put those people in that room. He set all that mm-hmm. up just so he had that taken from him and to give him the blame for everything. Which, in his mind, he was doing everything he could that was right for what he thought was American people to save millions of lives. And that's when he, he sit down and he's like did the interview with the president. Uh, was it Eisenhower? Who's it? Who was the president at the time? Um, we uh, said what Truman. Buck stops here. Is that Truman? I, Eisenhower? Eisenhower? No, wait. Is that Truman? Yeah. Or Eisenhower. No, I, I, oh. It was Truman or Eisenhower. I can't remember. We should have looked it up. But anyway, sitting down with the president. And the president did call me. He's like, he's a, he's a little pussy. He's a little bitch. Because he did tell me. He goes, I'm the one that dropped. You made it. I'm the one that dropped oh, the bomb. Right, yes. It gets a little. Gets yeah, his, was. Get this pussy scientist out of my room. And they said he really said that to him. To the security. Yeah, let's see. He's like, get this pussy out of my. Get this pussy scientist out of my room. I get, like, I guess in a way, like. Um, okay, keep talking while I'm looking. Um, I guess in a way, the president was trying to like, hey, dude, you made it, but I dropped it. Don't like you didn't kill anybody. I killed them all, and I did it for this reason because because of pro America, this and all these millions of people that would have died then. Lyndon, but, it's Lyndon Johnson, LBJ. Johnson. Oh shit, we were wrong. Yeah, we didn't say that. But it was LBJ that said. He says, uh, get this pussy scientist out. That's a real thing. That's from the book. Like, that's a, like, he really said, because he went in there and he said, I am the doer of death. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, de- I am become death. Yeah. And he goes, what? What he goes? He goes, you want a tissue? He offered him a tissue. Then he's like, not talking back. He's like, blanking out there and sit down with the president. He goes, he goes, I kill all those people. He goes, you didn't kill all those people. I killed all those people. And this is why I did it. He jumps away, he goes, well, you have a good day, sir. And he goes, make sure that uh, pussy uh, scientist never comes back in my room or uh, back in the Oval Office again. But that's a shitty way to treat somebody that sit there and did all that for months and months and months. Yep. And they just said at first, they couldn't even get 30 scientists together to start this. And they were down to, they, but because they brought Oppenheimer in, and he was so respected across the realm for scientists, there were 6,000 scientists working on this at one mm-hmm. point. They said they couldn't even get 30 together at first. But as soon as op, like the word got out that it was Oppenheimer running it. People brought their families. And they built that whole like lodge town. Yep. Yep. As soon as they found it was Oppenheimer, that's how much respect he had for everybody around him at that time. Now, this, the tr- other part of the true story that they, they sort of, like I knew about it going into it. And then I'm like, oh, they do sort of say it. But they took that land from, land from a lot of natives. Oh, they do they kind of mention he it. He mentions it. He's like, goes, let's give it back. But then yeah. they're like, nope. You know, but it was still like. He knew the area. That's the area he wanted because he knew it was desolate and he could do all that stuff. But, you know. He was it, in love with New Mexico, too. He's, yeah. Like, he's, he loved, like, that was his best place on earth to be for whatever reason. But I've seen some people say that, like, oh, they needed to, to dive into that more. And they probably could have. But yeah. he does mention it in passing in the movie. If you, I, I, he does mention it in passing. I don't know if you focus on that too much. I think the big focus was, like. It's the bomb. It's what he did. Two hundred thousand right? Japanese people died. You can't. Yeah. Let's not, let's focus on one Holocaust at a time. Right. But this movie was focusing on two. Right. I, I mean the Jewish people and the Japanese people. So it was a lot of wrongs going on then. But you you don't want to get. Oh, then we're looking at a four. Yeah, movie. I liked his even his you know his visions he would have of. They said that the scene of him seeing the ash bodies. Yeah. yeah. And he gets his foot stuck in the. They body. debate on putting that in the yep. movie or not. And and I think Nolan was like, nope. The yeah. studio was like, no, you can't have that. And he's like. Nope, this is in his mind. This is what he was... And it's, it's, we, you should show, should show the tragedies mm-hmm. behind that. Like, that should bother you. It should harm you to see that. You know why? Because if it hurts bad enough, you make sure that shit doesn't happen again. Yep. And I don't know. Would you, you ever think of, like, let's say you're the president at the time. 
Sean, let's say you're the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pearl Harbor gets hit. Well, that's why, I mean, that's really why we did what we did was because it was the final retaliation. Do you drop a bomb on Japan? I mean, no, I mean, I wouldn't. But they now said that's they showing now. They said they showed, they said, we had these bombs. The president of Japan at the time was like, he wasn't backing off of anything. They even dropped the first one and gave him three days to respond. He didn't respond back or surrender. So they dropped the, the second one the fifth day. So the first one was Nagasaki then? Yeah, I think. Well, they dropped one and dropped another one five days later. They gave him three days to respond after the first one, and he still wasn't surrendering. There's a lot of pride there in Japan, right? And he, they said, you know what? Then they dropped the second one five days later because he had three days to say we're surrendering. But to him, surrendering meant like giving up their government, giving up everything, and it just to them it meant like everyone in chains like to them like you know what i'm saying and well i mean look what we were doing to our japanese people in over our here country. put them in cages over here right so yeah i don't know like that's what the thing like and then oppenheimer carries his weight on him for like your brain for the time tells you it was right right but in the long run the you path know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions right? yeah like it's yeah. there's all these cliches or cliches it was like seventy thousand on one drop and 120 on another, but not all the residual. But like, another 80 to 100 died over time with cancer and, mm-hmm. and radiation and everything like that. I don't know if the numbers are they up there? I uh, know, not no. this is just the movie. But it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, tragic and it sucks. And it sucks. Like Oppenheimer, I think he truly thought he was making it for like Germany. Yeah. And then that war was pretty much over by then. And I think the president at the time still wanted to use it because I think he wanted to show the world what power the United States had and don't fuck with us. And it sucks that the Japan was the on petulant, the, the petulant child that we are as a country because we are the, still one of the newest ones. Yeah, yeah. It's like you were gonna. And I think we're was, only two hundred. Like he was gonna use it on anybody. Years. I think he would have used use it on Italy. He would use it on. He uh-huh. was gonna use it on. He was gonna use it on something. Uh huh. And that's fucked up because when when we have when we see somebody in power that's gonna use something regardless. Let's say Iraq uh-huh. and a president. Or we won't in even power, let them make. That. And and they use it on their own uh, people. We oh, yeah. go in there and take over the regime and use it. Uh, everything's I think everything's easy to see in perspective outside of whatever's going on, but like the interviews, dude. Like I, like you should watch him. Like he just looks like a ghost. Just so you could tell, he carried that weight to the day he died, and that that sucks. So the other the other big scene that this movie ends yeah. on is that earlier in the film when Strauss is bringing him to his his university, yeah, oh. and he's like, oh, there's you know Albert Einstein, Einstein down there. He's like, oh, I know him, and he goes down and talks mm-hmm. to him, and then Strauss thinks that. He said something to turn him against him. Robert Downey Jr. thinks that Oppenheimer said something to turn Einstein against him. Mm. And then later at the end of the film, you find out that basically when earlier when he went to Einstein to ask for questions. Hat blew off. He grabbed like, his hat. Well, no, no. But earlier, oh. earlier, before he f- got the bomb built. Okay. Is he basically said, like, uh, you know, look at my things. What do you th- what do you see here? And he goes, he goes, I'm theoretical. He goes, you guys. You can't make this. He goes, you give me the award now because you all think you know more than me. Yeah. And he goes, it's going to happen to you one day. And that's the other scene that happens at the end of the mm. film is they're giving him the award. Like, thanks. Yeah, you're the old guy. You don't know nothing anymore, you know. Yeah. But uh, basically he says to Einstein that he, because he, he was worried about it being a chain reaction that would destroy all the it atmosphere. It's already going on. But that's what he says to me. He goes, he goes, I think, he goes, I did, you were right. We did start a chain reaction. It's, but it's just going. not the same so, one that ends the world the way we thought it would. And that's why he's distraught when he walks away. Not anything to do. It's like Strauss, again, being the singular minded guy, thinking everything's about Douglas him. him. Yeah, yeah. And the two of them are just talking about the world. And it's, it's Einstein walking, walking around realizing that that chain reaction's already happened. Mm-hmm. Now, Einstein made this quantum physics something or other. He started, like, did some paper on it. Then they kind of thought that you, then somebody, Heisenberg over in Germany said, 
oh, if we do this with this, we can, this is, this Well, he was all oh, theory, I think. Cl- okay. And then people came up with the science to back up the theory. So, like, the. But he thought, he didn't think you could make something that could blow up, right? Or I don't know that stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't think him and, him and Oppenheimer didn't think you can get to a point where it would cause, like, this damage or whatever like that. And then Heisenberg or whoever realized that if we do this, we get this reaction. And Oppenheimer's like, fuck, you know? And right. then, and then other Yeah, they all had the pieces, but then you put the pieces together, yeah. you know? It's, it's, Cause I thought it's even a testament to filmmaking, really. Yeah. You know, think about how many people have to go into making a film, and that's just a film, mm-hmm. let alone coming up with any kind of science and I technology. I was told was that Einstein stuff. created the atomic bomb. I thought he, I always thought he did, but he must have created the, the science, the that, forethought that led to whatever, but he didn't, like, he had nothing to do with, like, right. like that, like, yeah. Yeah, so I think ultimately the film is long. It's long. I'm surprised it did as well as it did, but it was good word of mouth. People thought it was interesting enough. To do that good with three-hour movie. I-, I think a lot of people don't watch these kinds of movies, and because the the whole event of the you know the summer being Barbenheimer, and it was ban- it was banned in Japan. Of course, it would be though. Yeah, understandably so. Yeah, yeah. So they even get backlash like when Barbie's like, "Oh, you're gonna see this or that," and then they're like, "Mattel, uh, no, 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 you shouldn't be." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oops." But uh, I think, you know, people going and seeing, you know, if you don't never watch old movies and then you put on, you know, Casablanca and you're like, holy shit, Casablanca is a good movie. I've never even seen Casablanca myself. But, you know, then you start going, oh, maybe old movies are good. So this is something that, oh, this talky biopic. Do you say biopic or biopic? I say biopic. I I I say biopic. I would say biopic. But people say biopic, but I'm like, but it's biography, not biography. I don't okay, know. Yeah. I Biopic, don't know. I don't know. I not thought about it until you said that. So, <laughs> but it's something now, I I'm going to wonder how. But I hear, but I hear people say like both ways mm-hmm. and at times, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know which one it is. But uh, I am actually going to also say like I think it's fine. I, I didn't think it was like he's great in it. It's a good movie. If it was away from Barb, if it was away from Barbie movie, it probably would have been you know did fine, but not the numbers it did because mm-hmm. I don't think it is. Like the greatest film? No, no. I honestly, I saw uh, Mission Impossible Seven: uh, oh, Dead Reckoning. Did. Yeah, yeah. Fucking good. That, that might sucks. be it my favorite so movie for the summer. That it honestly, came out the wrong time. Yep, it came out a week before this. Tom Cruise tried to get uh, everybody, like oh, all the theaters, oh, to put, ooh. try to get the theaters to put, uh, push back this one, or like they wanted IMAX, and they're like, no, Christopher Nolan's Mister IMAX. He filmed an IMAX. Yeah. He's getting IMAX. The theaters begged Tom Cruise, like, and Paramount. Please put this out somewhere else. Like if it came out right now, mm. I think it would do well because yeah, we I about that. Yeah, it been late. loved. I it was that loved kind of, it. I okay. honestly thought it was fun. It'd be it'd good be action scenes. Go soon. <laughs> yeah, way better action scenes than like Indiana Jones and uh, the. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna sing Christmas songs when I came walking up the stairs too. Ducking autograph. <laughs> That's so funny. Your text, you send those. That's funny. His shirt. Jay's happy about his GI Joe figures here. Jay, you look younger, man. Well, you look you. healthy. That's what the double chin does for you. <laughs> <laughs> you look healthy, man. You look good. Um, but the uh, Mission Impossible, like how it's at part one also, where we're getting these other like fast decks and across the Spider-Verse, it actually I felt le- ended at a good part where it was like, this is the end of this story, but we know there's more that's going to happen. Mm. I, I honestly, I, oh. I'm i very bummed that it, it didn't get the respect. I think that they should realistically hold back 
on releasing it digitally. Oh. It, the part two comes out next year. Again. Yep, because there's gonna be no, nothing coming yeah. out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of fumbled so right now. Everything forced itself. Wait till like May of next year. Go, hey, see it because you didn't see it yet, or even re-release it regardless yeah. and hype it up for the second movie because there's gonna be no fucking movies yeah. next summer. Can I finally say something? Since yes. you guys have been talking over me the entire time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what did you think about Oppenheimer? Oh, dude, I thought it really fucking was extremely explosive. Let's mm. go say really blue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is there any other thoughts or like... I liked it. I think it's uh, Christopher Nolan, all his... Everything he's been working on oh. for like the last since Memento, whatever his early movies were. Oh, What's-Her-Face is in uh, Dread. Who? She, uh, oh, fuck. What was her name? I forgot her name. Olivia Thurlby. Olivia, yeah. I love her. Olivia Thurlby. Yeah, well, Dread's, back, well, Dread's on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just watching it uh, yesterday. Such or a two. I don't know why I, she well, she's, she's the blonde hair. Did you know she's in this mutant. movie? Yeah. Did you see Oppenheimer? I told you it was. A, it was a, no. Yeah, you can't lie. You can't. I know. I can't even that. To, you fumbled over. But how did you know Olivia? How did you know Olivia Thurlby was in this? Because I watched Dread just the other day, and then I googled photos of her. Couldn't find. Running late, bought a car. Bought a car. Yeah. Did you have a car? I do, but I bought a, an old one, a used one. I don't know what it is about Olivia. I, do. It's a, uh, I got a 1980 Camaro. Uh, fixed wrapper, doesn't run. You're lying. About $18,000. You're lying. I wish I was. Olivia Thurlby, I always root for yeah, her. She's hot. Dude, she looks awesome in the short blonde hair. Yeah, I just I always want her to be oh, like a bigger star. And she's always on the verge of doing these various oh, things. Oh, she's, uh, she's the... Uh, What's RoboCop the and his side cop? What is that? Is his side cop kind of named RoboCop? Ed 209? No, no, no. RoboCop, the movie, has the girl with the short blonde hair. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's it's... The other, uh, what's her face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, uh, um... RoboCop movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah, she uh... Was, she was, her. She was like, no, no that's no, not no. her. Yeah, it reminded me. It's the same sidekick duo type thing going on. Yeah, but... Kind of, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, she's a mutant. She's a mutant in yeah. Dread where she's like, uh... She can read minds or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, what was her name? She can control Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen from Carrie. That's what it is, yeah. Anything else that's watermelon? Okay, thank you. So, uh, any other, Rodney, other last thoughts from No, I, I liked it a lot. It. it was a good for a movie that's about talking in one explosion. It kept me interested for three hours. If they make it any longer, I don't know what the fuck it is. But it was a very good movie, and it made me like, super interested in what was going on at the time. I was already interested anyway because of Japan and my infatuation with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and all that. But it was it was good to see this point of view and all that stuff too, and they, what America tried to do to him after, and all that kind of shit too. It and wasn't for that though; they never would have came up with the Godzilla story. Sort of true. Let's end it there. One hundred percent true. I mean, <laughs> nine years later, they got the new one coming out. Have you seen the preview for it? Godzilla minus one. No. No. Oh, it's Japan's. Movie. Yeah, it's they're doing like it's a reboot of back after the uh, after the nuclear bomb. Oh, Want to watch the trailer after this? Yeah, we can watch the trailer after this. Okay. But still, any other last thoughts on this then? Yeah, they're still counting body counts from World Okay, that's Jesus okay. Christ. Back to work. Thanks for being here, Jay. <laughs> Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, or I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.